The Pace Line is supported by LAL Cycling. The Coast is Calling. LAL Shore Collection embodies the spirit and style of the California Coast. All LAL products are crafted right here in Southern California for shipment worldwide. And the Pace Line is brought to you by Health IQ. You ride your bike, you stay in shape, you deserve lower life insurance rates. Head over to their website, healthiq.com forward slash paceline, and find out how much your riding can save you on premiums. Now on to the show. Are the both of you in bed with four legs twitching? We will answer what may be the weirdest question ever asked on the pace line, and we'll connect that answer to just how teams, cycling teams, are named. And then the pace line has its first discussion on poison oak. So naturally, we go from twitching to itching. The itching became so intense and unbearable. I mean, it, had I a chainsaw, I would currently, I would, I would no longer have that leg. I would have cut this thing off. Line, the podcast on two wheels. Welcome to show 61. Hey, you know, our podcast is almost of a retirement age. Uh, or the subject of a Beatles song. <laughs> next year. Uh, next year. <laughs> next week. Every week's a year. We're, we're in podcast years at this point. I'm fatty. <laughs> and I'm part of the rolling group of three, except for t- this time we're two, called the Pace Line. And with me is Patrick Brady, the head luggage inspector and publisher of Red Kite Prayer. And that's where you can find links and photos and whatnot for this show. And why are you the chief luggage inspector this time, Patrick? I've been on so many rides lately where I've told people, they'll they'll turn to me, you know, we'll be out in East, you know, Nowheresville, you know, on some single track. And they'll say, well, would you rather turn left or right? And I'm like, dude, just take me with you. I'm Samsonite. I'm I'm just I'm luggage. Just take me with you. I don't care. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> plus, plus, you are going to be going to Japan, which we will talk about shortly. Yes, not briefly, but shortly. We don't right. talk about anything short, uh, briefly here. <laughs> we will go on. So, of course, you can find this show on Google Play and Stitcher and SoundCloud and especially iTunes. Speaking of which, go give us a five-star rating or see if you can give us a six-star rating. If you are uh, Russia, if you are listening, go find a way to hack us a six-star rating. I'm sure the press will reward you greatly. And, and, and that's better than two three-star reviews. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know what my favorite thing about having a team is, Patrick? Uh, I'm going to turn more that, people to go fast. More people to go fast is a good part. Is that your favorite part about being on a cycling team? No, I really actually like the camaraderie better than the going fast part. I like the camaraderie too, but you know what I like even better? Picking. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> choosing the team name. <laughs> I think that is the single best part of ha- being on a cycling team is. Well, I can see that with you. Yeah, if if you're not going to win, <laughs> then you need something, and it's you know picking something that is self-deprecating yet somewhat 
funny yet somewhat uh, perhaps aggressive, uh, something that rolls off the tongue, maybe has a good acronym. I bet I'm not the only one who loves just bantering about names. And I'm in the process right now of choosing a team name for my Vision Relay race. Uh, it's going to be four of us. And that is me, my wife, my daughter, Melissa, and her friend, Luke. I should say our friend, Luke. We've been riding with him enough that he's now a friend of all of us. And we've got some great names on tap, but we haven't nailed it down quite yet. Now, I got to ask a question here. Is this a situation where everyone contributes equally to the creative process or really you just the primary creative driver? I mean, I, I know you and I know how creative you are. Does anybody else really come up with anything worthwhile? Yes. Uh, the the name, there are two finalists for the name and I created one of them. And Lisa, my wife, created the other one. Um oh. And this has happened mostly via just group text messaging back and forth. Um, you know, and it's been a lot of fun. Here, here they are. Shall, shall I give them to you? We should put them to a vote. If you hold out now, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> okay. So you need to know, and, and maybe this <laughs> just is too tell insider. Just the names. No. I told you we drag on everything in this podcast. <laughs> We're getting paid by the here. minute. <laughs> No, so you need to know that uh, there is the three of us who are family members, <laughs> you know, me, Lisa, and her daughter, and yep. then there is Luke, who is a, a a blondie, like, you know, really, like, blonde, 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 okay? Swedish. Yeah, so we are, we're thinking Goldie Luke's and the Three Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of you know it's cute it's corny i like it right okay <laughs> we, continue we, okay the other one that we are looking at and this is the one i came up with and that is the young and the restless leg syndrome <laughs> <laughs> i think you like i think you like the second one I got a snort on the first one, but a full-on laugh on the second. Oh, my God. But I can't believe that you've only got two. I mean... We've... Oh, we've had hundreds. I mean, <laughs> there, we've, we've had others such as three is fine or third is fine, which is because we kind of expect that uh, out of all of the co-ed teams on this, that we have a good shot at getting third uh, because there are... All, couple of strong teams that we don't really feel we have a shot against this year and okay. so we're just sort of like saying yeah third is fine um <laughs> we've we've seen others you know team bronze which you know once again a play on third yeah um i think that I, I can't remember any of the others we we've had a lot but those are sort of the ones going around but it sounds like you like the young and the restless leg syndrome that's that's pretty magic, you know. That that's you know straight out of that. Um, well, in music theory, they'd call it a pivot chord, where you have this one moment where something switches from being one thing to another. Mm -hmm. You know, Marilyn Manson, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you it, see? It's so much more interesting for you being around other interesting people. The last time I named a team, I was in a room with a bunch of engineers. 
and it was painful, <laughs> you know? So, and our, what we ultimately came up with, um, while it's well known and beloved at this point, it, it's not a genius name and I'm, I'm not going to embarrass anybody by saying it. Oh, so. come on. No, no. You got good guys. No, no. Oh, say the name of the team. Big on, Orange. Uh, team what? Big Orange. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're friends of mine. It was, you know, I was one of the guys who started the team. Um, and for all the creativity that was in the room or, uh, or lack thereof, that's what we arrived at. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a well-respected team. They're great guys. They're a great part of their community. Um, I was proud to be a part of it for a number of years. Um, but, I mean, in, in the annals of great team names, ah, it's not really one of them, is it? Yeah, well, you know, it's not everyone is going to want to be quirky. But turning back to, to my team, because, you know, I prefer talking about me. Um, is, have you ever had or do you have something that you would describe as restless leg syndrome? I'm wondering I've got if restless that's, mind syndrome. Yeah, for sure. You have that. But do you, when you are trying to go to bed or trying to go to sleep, do your legs twitch and keep you awake? No, I'm oh, okay. I'm blissfully free of that. Oh, I'm um, totally plagued by that. Oh, that's that's got to be awful. I, well, I I don't envy you that. I'm, well, I, who would? It's it's I don't know. I I kind of wonder if it's a cycling thing. It's if I it, the thing is cycling actually is a pretty good cure for that. If my legs are shot, you know, tired, then mm-hmm. they leave me alone. It's basically after I've had a recovery day that my legs do that as as if they're like, come on, we got to go, we got to go. It's it's time to spend you know it's time to spend some of this energy. We, uh, they just want to you know they start itching almost. I would say to go. Oh, good so grief. anyway, that's why the young and the restless leg syndrome. We've got two 21 year olds, and you know Lisa and me with my restless leg syndrome. So Does she have it as well. I mean, are the both of you in bed with four legs twitching? Uh, no, uh, Lisa oh. doesn't have this problem at all. So I, I'm including her in the young because she is younger than I am. Consider well, there you go. Yes. At least two years, maybe more, <laughs> like maybe 12 years younger than I am. Um, she acts uh, quite a bit younger than I am. Um, you know, uh, so moving on, and you can tell I've had six shots of uh, espresso this morning, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> I could tell it was at least four. I feel like singing. Um, <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about my progress with uh, Coach Max Fat. With Coach Max Fat, um, a, a.k.a. Jonathan Vodders. I am loving having him coach me. I mean, I am really well, digging it. Who wouldn't? Well, I mean, no, no joke. But, you know, there there is something to be said about, you know, you're a very disciplined, structured cyclist when it comes to your training. Uh, you, have, you have mad discipline in a way that I do absolutely do not so you're actually a great candidate to reap just mad benefits from this guy i think i would probably frustrate the hell out of him i'm an incredibly but- obedient uh customer or client you you might say <laughs> that you know, knowing that you know this person has uh he's got such credibility that i'm like yeah you told me to do it and i'm gonna do it like uh last night's workout had me doing um uh, you know, warm up 12 minutes at 105 RPM at 200 Watts, rest for six, 
do re- repeat the 12 at 105 RPM, 200 watts, rest for six, and then going eight minutes at a cadence of 115 RPM mm. at 220 watts. And Ooh. I found that I couldn't do it. It was in, I mean, and I wasn't like disappointed. I was like, oh, that's really intriguing. I, uh, you know, because I have never in my 20 years of cycling tried to sustain that rapid of a cadence for anything but a, you know, a mad dash, right? Holding sure. that for for eight minutes, you know, I, I could get to 115, no problem. But as soon as I looked away from my bike computer, you know, the next time I looked, I would be back at like 111 or 109. You know, I, I would have dropped off considerably. And it, t- it took a force of concentration to hold that. And I'm like, that is a, an arrow I don't have in my quiver. And Vauders is helping me put it there. there. And it's interesting because it's so useful to someone who does single speeding. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. And so it's something that I am, I am, you know, picking up and I'm like super grateful that I'm sort of learning where the holes are in, in my suite of capabilities and in the fabric of my, of my writing ability. And see there, there yet again, another difference between the two of us. It's like, I've got so many holes. I'm like Swiss cheese and it's like, Oh, it's just another hole. I still have fun. It's not a problem. And you're like, nope, going to fill that one in. Oh, got this one over here to fill in. Oh, filled that in two years ago. Well, Dude. you know, it's, I, I feel like it, maybe one of the differences between you and me is you're an acknowledged expert on, cycli- on cycling. Well, I am <laughs> someone who loves riding and has done it for a long time and has a lot of experiences and stories to tell. I acknowledge that I am... In terms of actual wisdom and uh, you know and training capability, I'm totally homegrown and don't have a lot of experience in that line, and so I'm just soaking this up, just soaking it up, digging it. Um, and and that said, Vodders is not just like turning me into a robot. Like I a couple of weeks ago, I told uh, I, I told him I said so. For social and for family and for just it's going to be a nice day outside reasons, I really want to go around Utah Lake. It's a perfect 100, I mean, 100.4 mile loop from, you know, from driveway to driveway. It's the flattest ride around. And he said, oh, okay, cool. We'll plan our week around that. You know, so he's being very accommodating that way. And he had me do the ride um, and I got everyone to agree to go with this, that, you know, 15 minutes at, uh, 115, uh, heart rate, and then 15 minutes at 145 heart rate, you know, so switching between going very easy and going very hard. And we did that in a rolling time of, uh, five hours and 11 minutes. And then for yeah. last week, he said, okay, we're going to do a similar plan, but, um, and this would have been last Sunday that we did the ride. For this time going around the lake, I want you to not worry about structure. Just get around the lake as fast as you can and see if you can do it in under five hours. And we were like, 
awesome. And so, you know, that, that was it. We were like, we weren't racing against anyone, just the clock, which is my favorite kind of race, to be honest. I have a time trialist mentality in some ways. You do. And we, you know, we just went hard and went fast and we were racing against the number five. Right. I mean, which is kind of a funny thing. (laughs) Like Sesame Street. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, I'm very proud to say that working together, me and my 48 year old wife and my 21 year old daughter and her friend, we crushed it. We got around that lake in not just a rolling time, but in a total time of four hours and 44 minutes, which it's, is not a half bad century. No, it's it's really great. It's was, really great. And to do that with, you know, three people with whom you were close, that's just flipping fantastic. I really envy you that. that uh, what a remarkable experience to have. It was fun. I think it might have been my fastest century ever. And to do that with a you know group of three people that I love riding with and who are emerging as strong riders. I mean, Melissa, I mean, this is her second year riding at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. she's, she's going to do things. People yeah. are going to know her name. Yeah, she's a force. Um, and it's, you know, and this kid, Luke, he is... He is super strong. We, we so, had, so we, Melissa is the force, and she rides with Luke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just just wanted to yeah, check the, that off. Okay, they're, yeah, they're training together, and just you know, I he has been. You missed the Star Wars reference. Oh, I I did. I totally missed that. That went right Dude, by me. Okay, now I got you've it. You've got such rich material there. Work with it. Work with me. I know. Come on. I've been doing I've been doing Luke puns. Like as I passed him each time, I was going, the Luca motive. And <laughs> <laughs> go Goldie Luke's. But Star Wars Luke, the Force, holy cow. I cannot believe I missed that. Thank you. I, I guarantee that will be there next time. <laughs> okay. Poor Luke. <sighs> okay. So um yeah, just a super fast day, and I'm doing good in my weight loss. I am officially in the 150s now, which means I have lost 20 pounds since the beginning of January. So. Oh, God. I, 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 uh. <laughs> when you started this, you were almost 20 pounds heavier than me, and you now weigh less than I do. Check it out. Of course, you're like a foot and a half taller than I am. Uh, no, it's like four inches. Yeah, you know, from here it looks like more. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't touch that. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Congratulations to you yet again. Good grief. Happy see, n- see, kids. This is why you want to be disciplined in life. Well, disciplined, but also I'm just having fun. This is this is turning out to be. You know, good start to the season, and we are having a lot of fun with it, and doing a lot with family. Uh, doing this when uh, you know, for going out to Leadville this year, I've rented a big house, and I'm bringing, you know, lots and lots of family out there. Um, you know, bringing my family into cycling more than ever before. Really digging it. So, well, uh, I mean, what's not to like? You know? Yeah. Good uh, grief! What a fantastic thing. Yeah. So, fingers crossed that. Uh, Things will continue to go in that direction. Um, I think that this is a good place for us to take a quick break. What do you say to that? I'm game. All right. And then 
we're going to get back to why Patrick is big in Japan on the pace line. We've been talking about Health IQ and how they are helping people to source better rates on life insurance. Recently, they updated their site with new insurers and the ability to serve more people. They've got special rates for cyclists, of course, and runners and triathletes, but also vegans and other health conscious people now. We've mentioned they have quizzes, and these aren't just for fun. If you score elite on a quiz for a specific lifestyle, that can earn you a further discount on your life insurance. They've also replaced BMI with waist to hip ratio, which is a far better predictor of cardiovascular disease when it comes to athletes. Additionally, they replaced the LDL to HDL ratio with triglyceride to HDL ratio for people on low carb or paleo diets because that's a better predictor of cholesterol health. Amazingly, they will not take into account one incidence in a family history if you are otherwise healthy. It's like a get out of jail card. In other words, if one person in your family has had cancer or diabetes, they won't ding you for it. Finally, they can also get better rates for those with runner's heart or hypertension. Check them out at healthiq.com slash paceline. The Paceline, the podcast on two wheels. We're in part two of episode 61. Patrick and Fatty of Red Kite Prayer fame. Patrick, uh, I, I am very, very hopeful that when Michael mixes this, that he will have used as the music uh, Big in Japan. Anyone <laughs> who is is 40 plus will know that song. Uh, that was Alphaville, I believe, who sang that song. Boy, I just, I, I remember the song. I don't re- remember who it was. So uh, enough about Alphaville and their and their fabulous uh, two-hit wonder career. But um, it, it, I'm sure we're going to get angry email from people who are like, they had more than two hits. <laughs> you know nothing about music. They were the best band ever. Um, we'll probably hear that from one of the alphas in Alphaville. But uh, you're going to Japan, right? That was I a am. long way around the <laughs> fact that you were taking a trip. I- <laughs> from the guy who just circled Utah Lake. Um <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, tomorrow night I get on a plane bound for Osaka. Uh I'm going over for a travel feature for Bicycling Magazine. Um and I'm going to the island of Shikoku of the four major islands in the Japanese archipelago. Shikoku is the smallest um of those four big islands. And it's the one that is kind of the least westernized. And on that island, there are 88 different Zen Buddhist temples. And for more than a millennium, uh, actually more than 1,200 years, in fact, 
there's been a pilgrimage done by Buddhist monks to visit all 88 temples. And I decided it would be pretty interesting to go over there and try to recreate as much of that pilgrimage by bike as possible. Wow. We've got 12 days in which to do this, so I'm not really sure if we'll hit every single one of them. But we're uh, I and two other guys, um, this is not a proper commercial tour. Um, uh, a former teammate of mine, actually from Big Orange, uh, Eric Romney. <laughs> Eric uh, owns a bicycle touring company in Japan, uh, Japan Cycling Tours, and we'll include a link to his site uh, in our show notes. But he runs a proper commercial touring company, and he and I and another friend, also named Eric, that's going to make this interesting, have been talking about Shikoku and exploring there. And there have been some Asian touring companies that you know do stuff over there, but nothing that has ever served English-speaking riders. And that's further complicated by the fact that, as I understand it, and certainly from the photos I've seen, I'm not going to see any English printed on anything that I didn't bring with me hmm. for two weeks. So, you know, my my assumption is that at some point during this trip, the sun's going to be going down. I'm going to be by myself, lost, <laughs> bonking, and the only food available will be like four fish heads. And so I'll be faced with a choice. I can either continue to bonk or I can eat some fish heads. And I'm not really sure which I would choose right now. And Oh, that decision gets so much easier when you're truly hungry, though. Well, and see, that's the part I'm waiting for. You know, I, so much of my life as a cyclist lately has been, you know, as I wrote in one piece, uh, just peeling the ego back one mm -hmm. ride at a time. And I, you know, that's a that's a place in cycling that I'm I'm really happy to inhabit right now. And so, you know, rather than just taking one grasshopper to do it, I'm taking two whole weeks uh, to go do it in a place that is completely foreign to me. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how this is going to turn out. Uh, I am looking forward to the story that you write and uh, stories that you tell here on the Paceline, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll get to share a little bit about it when I'm back. But um, sure. I'll, I'll be really saving the, the big powder keg, of course, for Bicycling Magazine. Sure. So Got to dance with the girl that brung you. Yeah, well, and I'm, I'm pretty pleased that they thought I was cute enough to take. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is exciting stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm terribly complimented that they believed in me uh, for this. And uh, I, you know, I really aim to get a great piece out of this. Sweet. I'm looking forward to reading it. You'll have to make sure you let us know when that goes live. Absolutely. Um, and by going live, I mean, gets printed on paper. <laughs> yeah. And it will, it will also make it uh, to the web eventually, you know, some months sure. later. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So, next item for you, Poison Oak. <laughs> I understand that there's some itchy times going on over there. Good Lord. I, I just, I'm curious to hear from readers if, you know, they've had as much rain as we have and if the Poison Oak out on the mountain bike trails is as bad where they are as it is here. Have you been I hit by Poison Oak? Have you actually been <laughs> rashified uh <laughs> by Poison Oak over there? Well, there was this one little one centimeter strip of skin that was exposed between my sock and my knee warmer on mm -hmm. my ride Sunday. And um, 
although I washed with Technu the moment I was back and everything, just as I sat down for us to start recording, I reached down and scratched uh, the front of my shin and noticed, oh, a little bump. And it took like 10 or 15 seconds for me to go, wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Man, There are stalks of poison oak that I saw on Sunday that are already three and a half feet tall. Mercy. I have a poison oak story. It's going to make you cringe. So uh, this is this is more than a decade ago. Hang but, on, let me scratch some more. Oh yeah, just go ahead and dig dig in. Uh, it, just indulge yourself uh, while I tell this story. Um, I was going down a trail, uh, and this is a very steep single track trail, and I felt as I was as I was going down and having a really terrific run. Uh, that something, some a branch or twig or something had caught in my cassette. And it was, with every rotation of my wheel, flicking my calf. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, after a while, it stopped. And I stopped. I didn't think about it until when I was back at work. At which point the itching became so intense and unbearable. I mean, if, had I a chainsaw, I would currently, have, I would, I would no longer have that leg. I would have cut this thing off. Um, oh. For the, basically the next 12, 14, 16 days, I can't remember how long, it became the center of my life. The the intensity of that pain from and it, it there that is an area where there was poison oak and i i never actually saw it but uh it, poison oak was there and just because of how bad it got i am certain it was poison oak yeah uh, man oh I, I, it just it is intense how bad that hurts and drives you nuts it, it's not the kind of thing where you just bear it it's the kind right. of thing that uh really absorbs you and it is almost impossible to not dig away at it yeah i'm i'm scared for like that one run where i hit the errant rock and it flicks me off the trail and i land on my back in pure greenery i i just i'm terrified that that could happen this year i've been descending really well you know learning to take some new lines and spots you know feeling more comfortable about going over some big rocks and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to go pounding my head into something, but the chances of me like landing on my back or my side or just, you know, sliding on my knees through just this emerald greenery somewhere and just knowing that I can't possibly get home to the tech new quickly enough, you know, oh, I, I, I'm truly frightened for this year. The rain, what it has done for that crop is... I've never seen anything like it in my life. Uh, it's like something out of a horror movie. This is a Venus flytrap forest. <laughs> Listeners, if you have a poison oak story to tell us, post it in the comments on Red Kite Prayer. We would yeah. love to hear them. Uh, we will have a little uh, communal sympathy session for each other. Uh, anyone who's And cortisone ever... packets for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> cortisone for all my friends. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of pain... Uh, (laughs) 
tell us what you know about the latest with Bradley Wiggins, Sir Bradley Wiggins. Oh, you know, one of the things that I lamented when Lance finally got taken down was that the single most interesting person in cycling was not really going to be around to, to say lively things anymore. You know, I, I think all the stand up comics around the world are going to be really bummed when Donald Trump is no longer president because they just won't have the same material to work with. Well, I've realized in the last week that Bradley Wiggins is actually the second most interesting guy in cycling. And for somebody who's basically on his way out, that's kind of a bummer because <laughs> you could always count on him to say something that wasn't completely, you know, bat crazy. Um, but he he has said some very lively and interesting and, and uh, you know, a, a little bit out there sorts of stuff. And so his latest is wonderful for the fact that it's just so completely unvarnished. This is just pure raw umber from him, but also because it's yet another chink in the armor of Sky. And so he gave a recent interview. He was on some, some uh, British uh, TV show some sort of competition or something broke his leg. Um, what was it called? I I'm trying to remember here now. Um, Stupid things famous people do. <laughs> well, yeah, they call it the jump. Which you know, I don't know anything about the show, but if you call a show the jump and somebody broke their leg, I'm gonna jump to conclusions. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, but he gave an interview shortly after that, and uh, you know. Talking about Sky said that their uh, program, uh, you know, the team philosophy of uh, marginal gains was a load of rubbish. And the funny thing about that is that so much of what that, you know, what Brailsford has talked about with that team is really built on doing, you know, this a little bit better, doing that a little bit better, really, truly you know, talking up those marginal gains. You know, if you're 2% better here and 2% better there, sooner or later, you're 10% better. And if that's not really how the team has been working, then all those other questions about them and doping become much, much more interesting. And it's so funny to see, you know, one of his former writers now saying, oh, yeah, them? No, they're full of it. Hmm. Um, so I just... Sky is is easily the most interesting story in cycling, but not because they win bike races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a little careful here for a moment, but I am aware of uh, a conversation that Floyd Landis had back in August, an unpublished uh, unpublished conversation where he made some pretty direct statements that were left unaired that have turned out to be remarkably true and i'm just going to leave that there um <laughs> i'm just going to set that down floyd yeah floyd knows things and continues to know things so interesting you know, yeah very interesting something i want to say about him is i don't think he was ever given as much credit um you know during his career for being as bright as he is um yeah. that dude knows how to connect the dots yeah, he does. You know, and when and, yeah, I um, I'm actually looking forward to uh, meeting up with him again this August uh, when I'm in Leadville. I've been talking with him, saying, "Hey, we ought to get back together and have another conversation." Um, please do. Maybe that should go on the pace line. Um, Duh. Yeah. So yeah, I think it will. So let's make that happen. But 
talking with him uh, for several hours um, really did get exactly the sense that you're talking about. He is nobody's fool. He certainly is no longer anybody's fool. That was poorly phrased. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He was never a fool, and now he's not nobody's. Oh, no, that didn't work either. So many dumb (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I, I think it's time for us to move on to the Paceline picks. Yeah. All right. What are you up to? What are you uh, into? Here, I, I'm going to do a double Paceline pick. Uh, I'm, one of these we'll say is is Hotties, even though I'm sure it would never be one of his, uh, his picks. And that is the TV show Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> I, Another TV show. I know. I you know I'm on I'm still on the trainer. It's been uh cold and rainy here, so it's I've been putting in lots of uh lots of time in the basement on the trainer, you know, doing, you know, on the kicker doing trainer road stuff. And it's going to be 75 here today. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be getting good weather soon. I see it in the forecast, but for right now, um, you know, we finished uh, the Vikings, and we were like, "What should we watch?" And there's a lot of new stuff out there that is pretty intriguing. But my wife had the suggestion: "What if we went back and just binge watched Breaking Bad?" And you know what? I think it is in contention for the best television series that has ever been made. I am watching it a second time, and we're in season two right now. And I'm like, "This is every bit as good." As I remember, and maybe even better, it is just some remarkable television. So, there's there you go. That one's hotties. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and the okay, se- so, what is your pick then? If if you didn't pick a TV show, my my pick is actually my latest uh, episode of the Cycling Tips podcast. You know, in addition to co-hosting this, I co-host the Cycling Tips podcast, and we just did an episode called When Riders Can't Ride. And in that, uh, we had an interview with three different people who are uh, known or not known for their true love of cycling. All three of them are very fast, and for one reason or another, all three of them cannot ride right now. And we asked them questions about you know, how are you doing? Uh, what's your headspace like? When you define yourself more or less as a cyclist and you can no longer ride a bike, who are you? And uh, the three people we talked with uh, are Levi Leibheimer, who is dealing with a severely broken leg from a ski accident, and Georgia Gould, who is uh, pregnant as well as, uh, and, and really I probably should have put first her uh, racing accomplishments. She's an Olympic medalist and is off the bike uh, while she uh, is expecting. And then my good friend Kenny Jones, who only a few people, um, all of my readers uh, from fatcyclist.com would know, uh, who is a very strong cyclist, lives, loves cycling, and currently has a bone infection that is keeping him off the bike for an indeterminate amount of time. Ooh. And all three of them had uh, some real you know, hard-earned, hard-learned insights of, you know, what do you do when, you know, when you live for the bike but currently can't ride? And, you know, it's a, uh, it, it certainly made me sort of look inward a little bit. Listen to that episode. Uh, some great conversations there. I'm interested in hearing it myself. Uh, All right. You know, even though I live in the same town with Levi, uh, I don't 
you know, I see him out on rides and I see him at events and whatnot, but you know, he's not, we haven't really socialized together, Mm -hmm. but in following his Instagram and, you know, seeing some other stuff, it's been apparent to me that he's pretty down about this. And so I actually got his phone number, uh, from a mutual friend, uh, a couple weeks ago and reached out to him and, you know, said, Hey, you know, let me take you out, buy some beers. And he's like, well, on these drugs, I can't really have any alcohol right now Hmm. so we've yet to hook up but um man it's it's been a a a sad thing to kind of behold uh just what it's done to him uh you know he's still just he loves the bike in a way that uh i think any cyclist out there can really appreciate um yeah boy yeah yeah he, um, in a post-pro career, I don't know if I've seen any cyclists who love the bike just, you know, at a pure, you know, gotta-do-it level like he has, with the exception, perhaps, of Phil Guyman, um, who is, and I guess this is my uh, third paceline pick, has a, <laughs> a very fun uh, new YouTube series called Worst Retirement Ever and is worth checking out. So... Man, I think I burned through three weeks worth of paceline picks. That's okay. We'll never run out. What is your paceline pick? Well, because uh, we haven't really had true true California spring weather here uh, until like two days ago, um, I've been dealing with a lot of rides in the kind of 50 degree and damp range. And I've been wearing uh, some clothing from uh, Giordana called Aqua and Vento. Or maybe it's Aqua Plus Vento, but it's it's a jacket that is a lot like the uh, Castelli Gabba, and it's also available in a short sleeve version. And I've mm-hmm. been wearing the short sleeve version. It's got a drop tail, pockets in the back. It's louder than a Who concert. I've got a bright, <laughs> bright orange, and you know it's it's waterproof. But because it's short sleeve, you know if it does warm up into the mid 60s, which happened the other day. You know, I'll have arm warmers on and I can pull the arm warmers down and I don't completely bake. This thing is genius. And when I pack for Japan tomorrow, it's going in my suitcase because I anticipate some rain while I'm there. Yeah. So really genius piece. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just a, a big fan of, of a lot of stuff that Jordan has been doing lately. Yeah. You know, a, a good piece of kit can be the difference between a good ride and a miserable experience. So that's awesome that you found something that is working so well for you. It, it's one of those things where it's like, where has this been my whole life? You know, it was like the first <laughs> time I ever heard Paul McCartney's band on the run. It was like, how did I think I liked music until this came out? I was in fifth grade. Okay. Cut me some slack. Oh, it's a good song. It holds up. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this has been a, a wonderful addition. Uh, maybe not all of the genius of Paul McCartney, but pretty close. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what's going on at RKP? So I've actually finally finished up all of our coverage of the North American Handmade Bike Show. I think I think I was at like 10 or 11 posts, uh, but I've finished those off. And uh, by the time this goes live, my review of the Shimano Dura Ace 9100 will be up. I'm in the midst of writing that up right now. And it's one of those things where just when you think that a bunch of engineers can't make a group any better, and that's how much I love 9000, I just, it's like, what are they going to do? What's left? And yeah, they didn't add another cog, but my gosh, they've done so many things to make it just incrementally better. 
So while uh, marginal gains might not be working for Sky, they sure are working for Shimano. All right. Very cool. And I have not written anything for RKP in a while. Um, I One thing I haven't talked much about is the fact that writingfatcyclist.com by myself for 12 years left me, by the time I shuttered the blog, super burned out on writing. Um, it's, it's only actually been just in the last few weeks that I thought, you know, I kind of have something I want to say. So um, I might have something up there myself sometime soon. Not even sure what. But just cool. feeling like I want to write. Uh, that's that's the best place to be in. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. But, you know, I'm kind of getting there again. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I think that we have just recorded a podcast, Patrick. Uh, well, we'll know soon when we go back and listen, right? <laughs> that's right. I think that is it for this episode. So, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Uh, once again, subscribe, rate us, review us all the places that you normally would. I'm Fatty. For Patrick and for Hottie, you've been listening to The Pace Line. Big orange. Hmm.